Welcome to the Anchored Hope Podcast. We're so glad that you decided to join us today. Today's message is, what's the wise thing to do? Featuring Michael Davis. We all know whether you're a graduate, whether you're an adult, whether you're retired, whatever season it is in your life, every single day is an opportunity, right? And with every opportunity comes new questions. Questions like, should I stay? Should I go? Should I spend this? Should I save? Should I eat this? Should I drink this? Should I inhale this? Should, what should I do? What, 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 are, what are the things that I should be doing, the things I should quit, quit doing, and the things that are not good for me? Maybe they were before, maybe they will be later, but maybe right now they're not. And the thing is, is that when it comes to decision making, this is, this is what I want you to know, is that for better or worse, your decisions determine the trajectory of your life. Isn't that true? I mean, every decision that you make is really like making a turn. Your decisions are the steering wheel of your life. And every single decision we make is an opportunity. And so we have to, we have to do the right thing, is what most of us would say, right? And so, you know, with each decision that we make uh, comes a turn in our journey, in our faith journey, in our life, uh, when it comes to turn with our relationships, with our finances, with our health. Every single decision we make accumulates and what happens? Decisions accumulate over time, and they bring us to a result. And for each of us, as we make these decisions, and as those decisions multiply and accumulate, we are writing a story. And every single one of us, we all know this to be true, we all want a good story, right? When we die, our goal at our funeral, hopefully, is that somebody stands up and we have a good story to tell, that we have a legacy that's left behind. So, so the goal for all of us is this, is to decide a good story, right? Decide our way to a good story. You can decide your way to a good story. And if there's one thing I'd want our graduates to know, I would tell them that. I would say, look, this next time in your life, this next season is pivotal. And you know what? You have, you have for the first time, you are behind the steering wheel, metaphorically and physically. You are behind the steering wheel, and you are going to have to start making decisions for yourself. Nobody's going to tell you what you have to do. Nobody is going to tell you what you're supposed to do. You have to decide. And so you have to decide your way to a good story. Now, not only do we have to make decisions, but even sometimes things happen to us in life, right? Things we didn't ask for, things we didn't plan for, Things we didn't decide our way into, they were just thrust upon us or they happened in the world. But even in those moments, a decision has to be made, right? A decision has to be made to either respond or react. Now, do you know the difference between those two things? A response is calculated. A response is planned. But a reaction, well, a reaction is emotionally driven. A reaction comes from the gut, and here's the thing when it comes to responses and reactions. I rarely have to apologize for a response, but I almost always have to apologize for a reaction. All the adults here are supposed to go, mm-hmm, all right? Because we know this to be true. A response is still a decision, and a reaction is a decision too. So even when things happen to us in our life that were unplanned, that were unforecasted, that we didn't decide our way into, even in that moment, a decision has to be made. And here's the other thing I want you to understand, is that every decision that you make impacts somebody else. Or another way to put it is this. Private decisions have public outcomes. Every single decision you make, even if it's a personal one, even if it's a private one, nine times out of ten, it has public consequences. It impacts 
somebody else. The decisions that you make are going to impact somebody's life, maybe not even immediately, but possibly later on. Some of you guys know my dad. My dad's a pastor. He, he just moved to, to Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he's pastoring in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he actually planted a church 20 years ago in O'Fallon called New Life Church. And our church that we have today came out of that church. Many of you, my dad was your pastor, actually, when we started. Some of you, at some point in your life, he, he baptized your daughter, or he baptized your kid, or he baptized you even. But here's the thing that's, that's, that's kind of funny about that, that sometimes I think about and think, wow, that my dad, he actually went to school in Oklahoma. And do you know what he originally was going to be? An architect. My dad was studying to be an architect. And then God got a hold of his life and told him, I know I don't want you to be an architect. I want you to be a pastor. Funny thing is he, he became a pastor, but not only was he just a, a pastor, but about 22 years ago, God laid on his heart that I want you to not just pastor a church. I want you to plant a church. I want you to start with a, a small group of people, and I want you to move from Bridgeton to O'Fallon, and I want you to start a church from scratch. And I'll never forget one day when my dad picked me up from school. I was in sixth grade, and he picked me up from school, and he told me, he said, I, I think we're going to plant a church, and this is what a church plant is, and we're not going to have anybody and you're going to be the only kid in the youth group for a while, and you're going to have to build the youth group all by yourself. It's just going to be you and Mona Downs. Good luck to you. And this is what we're going to do. And he asked me, he said, son, what do you think? And do you know what I told him? I said, that is the worst idea I've ever heard of. Why would we do that? We have a great church here. We have a youth group. I have friends. We just moved two years ago. Why in the world would we do that? And I told him it was a terrible idea. Can you imagine for just a minute if my dad had listened to my advice? I mean, his planning a church not only impacted many of our lives here, but it impacted my life. It's what inspired me to plant this church. So really, if my dad had not made that decision to not be a pastor or even made the decision to play it safe and to not plant a church, guess what? None of us would be sitting in this room today. See, people's decisions, the decisions that you make, as private as they may be, they always have public outcomes. So... To put it all together, for better or worse, your decisions determine the trajectory of your life and someone else's. Because at some point in time, your private decisions are going to have public outcomes. So, we all have a responsibility to do what? Well, most of us would say, the right thing, right? I want to do the right thing. But here's the thing about right things, is that it's not always clear what the right thing to do is, is it? I mean, look at our graduates today. They have all these options in front of them. They could go to school. They could get a job. They could move out. They could, uh, they could live at home. They could get married tomorrow, right? Mary, uh, Camden, I could do it tomorrow, all right? We could get married, all right? We could do all kinds of things. Not that I'm saying that's a smart thing to do, okay? But I'm saying it's an option, okay? There's all these options in front of us, all right? And the question is, is what's, what's the right thing to do? But here's the thing. Sometimes what's right for you isn't right for me, right? Sometimes what's right for me now was wrong for me 10 years ago. Sometimes what's wrong for me now is wrong now, but will be right for me later on. See, it gets a little gray and it gets a little confusing. And so that's why I don't like to talk about what the right or the wrong thing is. I like to talk about the wise thing. And so the question that answers just about every, every question you can think of is this question right here. What's the wise thing 
to do. Everybody say it with me. Ready? Here we go. What's the wise Right. Because the wise thing is so much better than the right thing or the wrong thing. Because sometimes there's things that are okay to do, but they're not okay to do right now. Or they're not okay for me to do, but they're okay for you to do. So let's forget about what the right thing is or the wrong thing. Let's talk about what the wise thing to do is. Because if you ask this question, everything that become is unclear suddenly becomes clear. Everything that seems a bit confusing, you'll know. Because every single person in their heart knows that when they have to make a decision, we may not always know what the right thing to do is, we may not always know what the wrong thing to do is, but we most certainly probably can find the wise thing to do. And this question comes out of something that Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus. He wrote him this in Ephesians, and he says this. He says, be very careful then how you live. Be very careful then how you live. And the Greek word that for careful there, this is what it means. It means to look around and discern. So Paul is saying, discern. Look around. You've got to stop. You can't just be r- driving through life with your eyes closed. You've got to look around. You've got to look at what's going on in the world. You've got to know about current events. You've got to know what's going on around the culture. You've got to know what's going on in your life. You need to stop and you need to be uh, careful. You need to be careful and you need to look around and you need to be able to discern. Discern what? Well, he says this next. He says, so be very careful then how you live not as unwise, but as wise. He says, you got two options here in life. He says, doesn't talk about right or wrong. He says, you could be wise or you can be un- unwise. And the Greek word for wise and unwise, unwise means to be foolish or careless. It means to walk through life not really thinking about the consequences, not really thinking about where you're going, just kind of going with the wind, just kind of going, you know, just wherever things kind of pull you, that's kind of where you go. And he says that, that is careless, that is foolish. But he says instead, live as wise. And that word wise means skilled, using the best means necessary, right? He says to the wise, he says they're skilled, they're looking around, they're they're, they're understanding and they're learning and they're discerning and they're, they're always trying to see how things are fitting together and where things could possibly go and the impact that they could have. He goes, don't live as unwise, but as wise. Why? Well, he goes on and, and he says this. He says, so, so live as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. You have to make the most of every opportunity. Why can I not afford to be unwise? Why can I not afford to to, to, to not be careful? Well, because every day is an opportunity. And, And the Greek word for opportunity means this. It means fixed or limited amount of time. Come on. You know this, right? You you can't get your 20s back. They they only last 10 years, right? When your kids are toddlers, I'm learning this right now as my daughter is about to turn seven and, and is going into the second grade now, right? You, you can't get that time back where they want to crawl up in your arms and snuggle you and actually want something to do with you, right? Everybody's just going to go hold their babies later on today, right? You can't get that time back. It goes by. You have a limited amount of time. You have a fixed amount of time to do that. You're only young so long. So He says you need to be wise, wise with your time because it's something that you can't 
get back. And the days, the days are evil. And evil means annoyances, hardships, labors, harassments. So what Paul is saying to us is the reason you've got to be wise about your time is because all around you are traps. All around you are annoyances and hardships and labors and harassments. Things that could distract you. Things that could hurt you. Things that could take away from the limited amount of time that you have with the people that you have around you. So you can't afford to be unwise. You have to be wise. And then this is what he says next. He says, making the most of every, top, every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Which isn't that so appropriate since we just finished a series on prayer and talking about how prayer is about aligning our will with God's will. So Paul, what he would really say, if you even put together the last few weeks that we've, we've been together in, in this series called How to Pray, is Paul would say, you need to be careful, you need to be discerning, you need to look around, because all around you are, are traps, are harassments, are things that could take you away from the limited amount of time you have. So you really need to spend some time not being foolish, but being wise, and understand what the Lord's will is. You need to spend some time in prayer, alone in a room with privacy and intimacy, aligning your will with God's will. So that why? So you can be wise. So let's say it together again. Let's question right here. What's the wise thing to do? Isn't it great? And it gets even better. For those of you who have been with me and you know this series and you know this question because many of you, you've adopted this question. For many of you, this is the question you use to make very challenging decisions in your life. There are some of you who have even taken this question to work. Some of you are managers or business owners or leaders. And you've taken this question and you've put it into practice at your work. And they're like, that is genius. Where did you get from? Get that from? And you're like, my church. That's how good my church is. But it gets even better because there's layers to this question. Layers that we have to ask as well. And the first layer of this question is this. In light of my past experiences, what's the wise thing to do? Do you ever feel like you're in a deja vu? Yeah. You ever feel like things are repeating themselves? The same fights over and over again? Same relationship struggles over and over again? The same issues with anger, addiction, you know, greed, pride? keeps happening again and again and again and again and again. And you're like, what's, what, what, what's going on here? What, what's, what's happening? Has everybody lost their mind? Well, here's the thing. In light of my past experiences, what's the wise thing to do? And the amazing thing that, that I find that we do as, as human beings is that many times we go back to the same places and expect a different result. I mean, we believe this. We believe that we can, we can manage outcomes, don't we? I know what happened the last time I was there. I know what happened the last time I was with those people. I know what happened the last time I did something like this. I know what happened the last time I spent my money like this. I know what happened the last time I ate like this. I treated my body like this. I know what happened last time. And then we say this, but this time, right? But this time is going to be different. This time's not going to be like the last time. The last relationship I had, oh, this, no, this one's different. I mean, yeah, she's the same brand of crazy, but it's like, this is, this one's going to be different, right? 
I mean, this one is going to be different. Or you know the last time that I spent my money like this and I went crazy, the last time I got a stimulus check and I ran my credit card debt up so high? I mean, that's not going to happen this time. It's going to be different this time. And this time is different because this time it's an investment. I'm not spending my money. I'm investing my money is what I tell myself, right? Or, you know, this time is going to be different because I'm going to be different. I'm different. They're different. But the truth is, is that rarely is it ever different, right? We keep doing the same things and expecting a different result. And Paul would say to you, look, based on your past experiences, should you really go? Based on your past experiences, is this really where you need to be? Based on your past experiences, and again, not their past experiences, not your mama's past experiences, not your daddy's past experiences, not what everybody else is doing, but for you, in light of your past experiences, What's the wise thing to do? When I was in Nebraska as a pastor, there, would be, there was a, a pastor luncheon where he'd get together with all the other youth pastors and associate pastors, and we'd meet in Omaha, and we would have lunch. And every single time we got together, one guy in particular, he would just want to complain about his senior pastor, the guy that he worked for, his boss. And he would just complain and complain and complain and tear this pastor down it, it just in front of all of us. And then guess what would happen? Somebody else would jump in. Oh, your pastor does that. My pastor does that too. And oh man, yeah, I know. That irritates me so much. And so it would become a gripe fest for about an hour and a half. And I would leave Omaha and drive home. And do you know what would happen to me after that lunch? I would hate my boss. I didn't even hate my boss driving there, but I would leave angry and irritated and going, yeah, senior pastors, these guys are terrible. I hate these people, right? Every single time I would go to this lunch, I would come back angry. And it really started to bother me. Like, it would affect me when I would go back into the office. And do you know what I learned about myself? In light of my past experiences, I, I can very easily become a critical person. You know what? Maybe for some of you it's easy, but for me, if you start talking negatively, if you start getting critical, it's, it's just, it's just kind of like a rolling stone. I mean, I can become it just as quickly, and I can jump in, and I can tell you everything wrong and everything that's not perfect. And so you know what I made the decision to do? I stopped going to lunch. I just quit. I stopped going to lunch with those guys. And they said, what's the deal? And I said, guys, I, you know, I just, I can't be in this kind of environment. What you guys like to talk about, what you guys like to do, it's just, you know, for me, it's just, it's just not the wise thing to do. Now, again, what, that's why this question is so great. Is it wrong to go to lunch with a bunch of colleagues or a bunch of friends? Absolutely not. It's not wrong to go to lunch. None of us would say it's wrong to go to lunch. So probably the, we'd say, oh, it's the right thing to do. But here's the thing. Is it the wise thing to do? For me, in light of my past experiences, is it the wise thing to do? And then the second layer of this question is this. In light of my past experiences and in light of my current circumstances, what's the wise thing to do? Here's the thing. You always enter seasons of your life. And what was okay to do five years ago may not be okay to do now. What, what, what's, what's the wise thing to do? There are some things that may not be wise for you to do today that may not be wrong forever, may not be unwise forever. They may be okay to do five years from now, ten years from now. But for right now, right now, in the season that you're in, in the current circumstances that you live in, what's the wise thing to do? Because here's the thing. You just had a baby, okay? You just had two babies, you had a baby, and you found out you did something wrong, and before the other baby's one, you're going to have another baby, all right? So in light of that, what's the wise thing to do right now, for right now, not forever, but for right now? 
What's the wise thing to do? Guys, you want a pickup truck, right? You want that big pickup truck. You want that F-150, right? You got that stimmy check. You got two stimmy checks, and you're like, man, I need a truck. I want a truck. I, I, I need me a big old cab. I need me a thing, and I need a racing stripe. I need a lightning bolt going down the middle, and I need all these things right now. But here's the thing. and it's, Would anybody say, hey, it's wrong to buy a vehicle? It's wrong to buy a truck? No, nobody's going to say it's wrong to buy a truck, right? But here's the thing. You've got credit card debt coming out the yin-yang, right? You got credit card debt. You lost your job during COVID. You have no clue what's going to happen, you know, in, in, this, in this current market in the future. You got millions of dollars in Bitcoin, but you don't have anything in the bank account, right? And you're like, you know what? I think I need to buy a truck. <laughs> and you're like, honey, I'm going to go buy a truck. But here's the thing. It's not wrong to buy a truck, but right now in the current circumstances that you are in, what's the wise thing to do? To buy a little Chevy car that has like a five-speed. That's the wise thing for you to do, okay? What's the wise thing for you to do? Not now, not forever, okay? It's not wrong. It's not wrong to, to go on a vacation. It's not wrong to go to Mexico. It's not wrong to, 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 to go to a resort. But in light of your current circumstances, in light of mom and dad's 60th wedding, wedding anniversary is coming up, and you know they're going to want you to be there, and you know you're going to have to fly there, in light of the current circumstances, in light of what the kids are going through, in light of what your spouse is going through, in light of where everybody is, in light of what's going on with your job, what's the wise thing to do? Not forever, but for right now, in the current circumstances that you are in, what's the wise thing for you to do? This question gives so much clarity to the most confusing situations. And again, not what everybody else is doing, not what everybody else is buying, not what everybody else is spending their money on, but for you. In your current circumstances that are probably different than everybody else's, what's the wise thing for you to do? And the last question is this. In light of my past experiences, my current circumstances, and my future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing for you to do? Now, every single adult who's lived long enough knows this. It probably, if any of us would give some advice to some of our young graduates that are here today or even some of our young people is we would probably tell them something like this is that to trade in tomorrow for something today that I will not have tomorrow. Don't trade in tomorrow for something today because it will take away the tomorrow that you actually want to have. See some of us we abandon our future we had future hopes and dreams. We had things we were going to do, places we were going to go, people we were going to be, dreams we were going to accomplish. And you know why it didn't happen? It's because we traded in tomorrow for something we could have today. And for some of us, that thing that we traded in today was cheap. And, and the joy we got from it, it, it lasted this long. And it was a cheap imitation of the joy that we really could have had. And you know what it did? It, it took away our tomorrow that we really wanted to have. Don't trade in tomorrow for something today. Your future hopes and dreams that you have, who you want to be, the, the legacy that you want to have, the good story that you want to tell, that you have to decide your way into, if you can decide your way out of it. And the thing is, is that when it comes to personal vision, personal vision is a powerful catalyst, Right? I mean, personal vision is a powerful catalyst. And all around you are probably friends and colleagues and people who, who do not have a personal vision for their future. They have no future hopes and dreams. They're just living life. 
They're living literally paycheck to paycheck, week to week. They have no dreams, no future hopes and dreams. They have no idea what God's will even is for their life. And Paul would tell you, and I would tell you, that one of the best things you could do is to sit and understand God's will for your life. To understand how God wants to take you and He wants you to be a means to an end for somebody else. And He wants to take you and use you to have an impact on this world. Maybe even through our church, using our church as a hub, as a place to be a means to an end for somebody else. To make an impact for somebody else. To feed somebody else. To care for somebody else. To touch somebody else's life. But if you don't have a personal vision for yourself, well then, what's probably going to happen? Then probably, just as Paul talked about, you'll probably live as unwise. Probably not live carefully. Probably live foolishly, spend your money foolishly, use your body foolishly. And Paul would say, don't do that. Because these days, these opportunities are short. So in light of your future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing for you to do? I mean, when it, when it comes, again, to your finances, in, in light of your future hopes and dreams, do, do you, do you want to retire do you want to be able to retire? Do you, do you want to be able to help when your kids graduate, when your kids get older? Do you want to be able to help them? Do you want to be able to help them fulfill their future hopes and dreams? Well, then guess what? Then you've got to start making decisions today in order to help them and their future hopes and dreams. For order for you to reach your future hopes and dreams. Hey, one day, let's talk about your health for a minute, okay? Do you want to be around 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now? Do you want to walk your daughter down the aisle? Do you want to see your grandkids? Do you want to not just see your grandkids? Do you want to be able to get in the ground and and play with your grandkids and watch your grandkids and watch your grandkids grow up and see their kids? Do you want to do that? Well, then in light of your future hopes and dreams, you've got to start making decisions for your health today. Now, I know that's bad because I got sugar fired in the parking lot, but after today... I just making sure you're still awake. In light of your future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing for you to do? See, all of us have given up some hopes and some dreams for cheap imitations, for things that we can have now. We've given up what we could have tomorrow for things we could have right now. Don't do that. So to wrap this question up, in light of my past experiences, In light of my current circumstances and in light of my future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing to do? I've said this before, and I would say this to our graduates. You've heard me say it a million times. No one plans to screw up their life. They just don't plan not to. Nobody plans to screw up their life. They just don't plan not to. Every single day is an opportunity graduates, this season that you are in is an opportunity, and it's short. Don't let it just fly by. got to take hold of it. got to decide your way to a good story. Every single one of us do, whether you're in your 20s, whether you're a parent, whether you're, you're, your kid's about to become a teenager, whether you're an adult, whether you're retired, where, whatever season it is that you're in, there's still things that God wants to do for you. Don't live as unwise, but as wise. And understand what the Lord's will for you is. There's things He wants to do and use you for. He wants to make you a means to an end. And what you have the, have, have, have the ability to do in your hands is to decide your way to a good story. 
And for anybody who's not a Christian in this room, just for who, whatever reason you're here, whatever you got, you got drug here, or you're watching this online, or you're listening to our podcast, or whatever it is, here, here's what I would tell you and know, is that God is not here, and some of you, you grew up in church hearing this, right? God is not here to take away your fun. God is not here to be a buzzkill. God, when he created you, he had plans for you. Plans for you to prosper, plans for a future for you, plans for you to be a means to an end. He had so many possibilities in his mind. He built you so uniquely, different than everybody else in this room, because he had plans for you. And he wants to open you up to a life. He wants to make you better at life. He doesn't want to bring your life down. He doesn't want to be a buzzkill. He doesn't want to ruin your fun. He wants to give you a more meaningful life than anybody has ever promised you or anybody has ever offered you. But... In order to see that out, in order to have that story revealed to you, you have to make the decision to decide yourself into a good story. You have to make the decision to not live as unwise, but as wise. Let me pray for you this morning. Father God, we come to you this morning as we've listened to your words from Paul. God, would you this morning... Look through our lives. Father, is there any part of our life where we are being foolish, where we are not living as wise people? Is there something that from our past that we keep returning to again and again and again, and we keep expecting a different result, and we are not seeing it happen? God, would you, would you bring that to light? Would you reveal that to us? Would you show us that? Father God, in our current circumstances now, there are things we want, there are things we are tempted with, there are things that, the places we want to go, things we want to purchase, things we want to be involved in. But God, in light of our current circumstances, will you reveal to us what the wise thing to do is? Would you reveal your will to us, what it is you want us to do now? Maybe not five years from now or ten years from now, maybe it was okay in the past, but for right now, what is it you want me to do in light of my current circumstances? What's the wise thing to do? And God, in light of my future hopes and dreams, the future hopes and dreams that you have for me, Lord, the future hopes and dreams and the things you want to see me succeed at, the future hopes and dreams that you want me to conquer and have victory in, in light of my future hopes and dreams, Lord, will you reveal to me what's the wise thing to do? God, we love you. We thank you. We ask for your wisdom today. In your name we pray. Amen. If you'd like to support Anchored Hope, you can make a donation at anchoredhope.church forward slash give. If you'd like to connect with someone from Anchored Hope, go to anchoredhope.church forward slash high. Thank you for listening and God bless.